Sorry, this episode's a bit late. Uh, yeah. Wednesday and Thursday was busy for us, so it's been yeah. on the Friday, and we'll do one this weekend as well. So, yeah. But that also gave us a chance to watch the, the Spurs and the Villa game. Yeah, last night. Um, frustrating for me. I'm yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say on it. Um, I, I'm... Should have been given a penalty. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't make up for that performance I I think. Like it was poor. Very mm. poor. And yeah, Tottenham need to sort it out and Jose Mourinho does as well. And Daniel Levy, the protests have been unbelievable with the yeah. league and Enik out, which I am fully behind, but yeah, it's frustrating as it was for you last night. Well, one question. Uh, at the start, when Mourinho was appointed, you were very happy. Oh, yeah. Um, but how do you feel now? Do you still you want him sacked or would you, do you think give him time in like January and stuff? Because who knows what could happen in the, the transfer window? Yeah, um, he needs to bring in a lot of players. I'm like, Daniel Levy, chair, our chairman, is not offering a lot of money for that. Mm-hmm. So we need to, you know, especially with uh, the COVID discounts. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. you'll be able to capitalise on some people who are going for lower prices. Yeah. So. Anyway, Villa game, straight in. Usual. Uh, coming into the game, I didn't expect much anyway because of how poor we've been all season. Uh, I was like, get a draw over the moon. We lose. I wouldn't be that surprised. The way the manner that we lost him was unacceptable. Like the yeah. defending, like that was near a penalty. The Bruno thing. If anything, Bruno fouls Cancer, really. It's never a penalty. Then Greenwood strike. Greenwood could have gone back to Manchester, board the kettle, had a cup of tea, come back, and Ming still wouldn't have closed him down. Um, and then the last goal from Paul Pogba, poor defending from uh, our players, um, and he scores, which isn't surprising considering where he was. If it, I was hopefully expecting just a, a one or a two nil win for United, but three nil. It could they could have had four, five. Martial hit the bar. We should have probably had a penalty, but would it have made a difference? In my opinion, no. I think we we wrapped the game after the penalty was scored. Uh, in my opinion, it's just it's every week, and at some point, it just has to change. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. And, Villa fans are starting to turn on Dean Smith now. Um, because the tactics are all wrong. When we win the ball back, we boot up to the striker. He can't, we tried to hold the ball up to the striker, but he can't. Because he's got somebody every week, like Rudiger or 
Lindelof or Maguire on him. And I can't believe we just expect him to hang on to the for the ball, hang on with the ball until, you know, somebody comes sprinting past. Um, I mean, for the second goal, Ming's lost the ball. Marshall keeps it somehow and then, you know, doesn't close down his man. Mings is a good player. I think just sometimes he makes mistakes, which he shouldn't if he wants to be a top-class defender in the Premier League. Mm. I, yeah, I think it's, that's the only thing that he has to improve. If he, if he just doesn't make lazy mistakes, then he'll, he'll be a top-class defender in the Premier League. But I do think with the current defence, I think with, we've got a, a below-average defence, an average... An average midfield and a below average attack. We haven't got we haven't got a goal, we haven't got a proven goal scorer in the team. Wesley did well, you know, seven goals uh until he got injured in January. Seven goals in Premier League, that that isn't bad in my opinion. Uh if you carry on the way he did, he would have got if he were gonna, you know, double the games and stuff, it would just be his N on fourteen, which is good. Um and then Defence, yeah. I don't know where to start with it. Your fullbacks are not that bad. I mean, targets definitely. Targets aren't. injured at the moment. Um, I was literally just about to talk about them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fingers about your midfield. If they stayed in the Premier League for like five years, because they're so promising, they could mm. have to be so good. Mings, Grealish, and Douglas Louise. If they played with each other a lot more. You know, yeah. you're always going to get injury worries, you know, with all your players. Because fit is never perfect. But yeah. you do have a promising midfield and that's where mm. a lot of your goals have come from this season. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in the summer transfer window, if there was just one team who swept up um, Greenish Mings and some, like, Louise or McGinn or something. I wouldn't be surprised to see Man United or Man City do that or something. Um, but the the problem is we've got yeah the centre backs aren't great. Mings yeah, he's all right. Can, on his day, he can play really well. Mm. Concer came from the championship from Brentford. They didn't have a great defence in the championship. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Putting some good crosses there. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I, personally, I just don't think Concer's Premier League quality yet. He's really young still. But I, our defence isn't great. I, personally, even though Engels made the mistake, which led to the Spurs gone, he hasn't played much since then. I reckon we stick behind him. He's experienced. He knows what he's doing. He's played Champions League football for Pete's sake. And yet we're, we're mm. playing centre-backs who came from the Wolves reserves and the centre-back that played for, for Brentford in the Championship. I, I, uh, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I can see Grealish. Leaving this summer, yeah. watch Villa frustratingly have a poor season in the Premier League and get relegated twice now. And but he stayed. Not relegated yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Your up and coming games are looking pretty. Well, pretty. The, there's there's two games which I I feel like we can win, which is Palace. Uh, yeah, Palace. No, there's three, actually. I reckon we can beat Palace. I reckon we can beat Everton and West Ham, if we're lucky. I can see you getting a few points out of it. I can see you getting two points out of 
West Ham. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think you'll beat Everton. If, but Everton, it... are, Everton are poor at the moment. They're mm. poor. You're in poor form as well and you still beat them. Yeah, somehow. I don't know. But it's frustrating. You know, any football fans upset when their team loses. So Yeah. It's just it's just frustrating when you see the same lineup every week and it just mm. doesn't work. I don't I don't know what um, Dean Smith sees in our defence to think that Engels and Gilbert aren't good enough to get in that squad at the moment. Mm. I know Gilbert's came back from injury. Yeah, play House on the left. He's better than Neil Taylor. Play Gilbert on the right, attacking fullback. He can also defend. In that Newcastle game at home, earlier in the season, Sam Maximam, yeah, one of the best players in the Premier League at the moment, Gilbert had him in his back pocket the whole game. Like, he's such a good defender, and I don't get why he's not starting. He can attack, he can defend, he can cross. Um, it's just frustrating when you're seeing Conser play right back instead of centre back. Mm. So... Yeah, and then goalkeeper situation. Pepe Reina has been all right, but his age, it just... Uh, if he gets injured, we're probably screwed because Nyland has made too many mistakes since he's come back. Yeah. So, I don't want to see Nyland in goal. And then the attack. Keenan Davis is too young. I, for all we know, in the future, he could be a superstar. But at the moment, he's... Yeah, he's he's still young and he needs experience uh, somewhere else. Um, and I think Samata, he's been all right. It's just he needs good delivery. He needs good service, but he hasn't got that recently because we've just been poor. You know, if uh, it's really hard, you know, trying to work out what the problem is, but I think we've got it nailed down. Yeah. Um, Last thing I'm going to say on both games, well, mainly about Tottenham, but we beat Everton, you know, scrappy, but Jose Mourinho had like three changes. I know Dyer's got a four match ban. Yeah, so he had to swap him, but he swapped Son with Lamella. Mm-hmm. And like, just frustrating when you don't see your best players just on the pitch when you know they can be. Yeah. Because we were so we were so crap in the first half mm-hmm. that he had to sub on and Dombele and some to make a difference. So that's forty five minutes wasted. Yeah, I think that was the problem with with uh, that's the problem with you at the moment. You need to take your chances in the first half, like Man United against us. Mm. They got the first, they got the second. Yet yeah, game done and dusted. But that that's what you're struggling with at the moment. Because if, because like, I guess for you, if if Son was going to start, and so is um, you're in the midfielder, and then in the second half brought Lamella on and Ndombele uh, off or something, <clears throat> because you know you're winning, then fair enough, because you know the game's done and dusted. But you know that's not how it works at the moment for you. So yeah. Um... Switching conversation. I mean, Greenwood and yeah, fair play to Greenwood. Saka. The future of England is definitely bright for 
for the you know us especially because they have been top class this recently since the, the Premier League restart and uh, the the squads for like England in the future for when like the Euros and the World Cup comes around we're gonna have a really strong squad because what I've seen is um, so for the World Cup in 2026 James. Reese James will be 26. Henderson's going to be 29. Gomez is going to be 29. Tomoy's going to be 28. Chilwell's going to be 29. Foden's going to be 26. Trent Alexander-Arnold's going to be 27. Madison's going to be 29. Sanchez's going to be 26. Greenwood's still going to be only 24. Rashford's going to be 28. And that's for the World Cup in 2026. That's six years away. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it is looking promising. Yeah. It's good like, that- He's looking promising. Madison, yeah. you know, we've got options. Right. Yeah, you could you could also include Grealish in there. I know he'll be about 30, but still, you you wouldn't be surprised if he was going to make the bench if he keeps performing the way he is. Yeah. Uh, if he's still at his age. 29. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's 24 at the moment, so he'll either be 29 or 30. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it's looking promising. Foden, Grealish and Saka. Yeah. I'm yeah, a- Saka as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, but you know, this is what youth academies are for for bringing on prospects like them, them through. Yeah, you know, and despite it's your worst rival or a team you have your soft spot, you got to say thank you to them for yeah bringing them on because Saka, I would take him on, you know. Yeah, Foden, uh-huh. um, Greenwood, I would, Willie, Brandon Williams as well. He, he's mm-hmm. looking good, Man United. But yeah, so- th- when it comes to international football, you know, like um, doesn't matter which team you support. You know, your Manchester United, your Manchester Cities, your Villas, your Blues. Everything puts it aside for national team because if you support the same national team, then you know <laughs> all your differences are aside because it. it you want to see your your players from your home country succeed at World Cups and stuff. So, mm. yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm excited for Euros next year, especially. Yeah. Um, well, it's good that the... the re- it's good that this, um, you know, lockdown thing has sort of happened at this time. Because you know Greenwood's come through. Would he have made the squad a few months earlier? Maybe, maybe not. You know, there's Kane, Rashford still. Yeah, exactly. And then Saka as well. You know, he's been amazing since the restart. So it's a good job that sort of a good job that this happened um, because it's given players time to find their true form. Yeah, and so. With England bringing home another trophy, well, well, not another, but a trophy reference to the Euros World Cup or yeah. ever. When we're in the semi-finals of the World Cup, my whole street were celebrating like we won it, and um, and I'll be really excited to see if we actually won it. Yeah. What the celebrations would be like, so it'd be madness. Yeah, I mean, you know, English people, they always go the British. The the British are crazy. Yeah, I know, but. So, yeah, 
I would love to see us win a World Cup. I think it would be the, our biggest achievement for as a country in in sports. Besides, besides from the nineteen sixty six World Cup, because mm. I think rugby, no, football's the biggest sport in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So cricket and rugby. Yeah, yeah. Rugby is like similar, but cricket's like. Top two are like um, cricket and football, so yeah. Mm, but yeah, it's just looking really good right now, and yeah, I'll wait and see and see which ones compose themselves under the media and which ones can't. Crack. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Do you want to talk about the VAR incidences, such as like the Leicester and the Arsenal game and stuff? Oh yeah. Um, I reckon we should just explain it to start with and what happened. Yeah, you explain it. You 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 probably have a better. Okay. Uh, so what happened is Eddie Naketia, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Nketiah. got a red card on for fouling a Leicester player. Uh, there was no intent, and in, in you know trying to hurt him, he was just going for the ball. A few moments later. Jamie Vardy kicks out at Mustafi in his face. Yeah, bearing in mind, studs in his face. Yeah, mm. that's bad. Clearly, there's in you can sort of see there is intent there. I mean, and like studs in the face, and yet he doesn't even get. I don't. I don't even think he got a card. Like it's ridiculous. I think Arsenal have appealed it twice, but they've turned it down twice, which is a right. Because if Eddie, if Eddie Nketiah gets sent off for that, then Jamie Vardy should be sent off for what he did. Yeah. So, just a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he had a mark on his face and he still got it. Yeah, yeah you can see he had two studs in his face. Like, you can see the marks where the studs have hit him. Yeah, I mean, and I'm surprised he didn't get stretched off because yeah. no one wants two giant studs in their face. I can't believe like the VAR people have gone. Yeah, he's kicked him in the face. Nah, nah, no card for that. Yeah, he's not being sent off. Yeah. What Eddie Nketiah's red card? Oh yeah, but that was definite. Right. Oh, it's just ridiculous, man. VAR need to sort it out. I mean, I know Premier after last night's three games, they're both penalty incidents. Yeah, there was three penalty incidences, and so I think Southampton should have been given a penalty or shouldn't have. I think it shouldn't have. Yeah, I think then Villa shouldn't have been given. Villa shouldn't have, you know, like um, Man United been given a penalty against them. Yeah, and then Tottenham should have had a penalty, and like the Premier League made a statement about it and said all three decisions were wrong, um, and that they, you know, Tottenham should have had a penalty. You know, Villa shouldn't have ha- had a penalty against them. Yet so on. But, but yeah, it doesn't matter about the apology. It's just that. It has to be right in that moment. Because if you don't get it right, then no, nobody no. cares about the apology. So, just get it right in the first place. Otherwise, none of this would happen otherwise. so Yeah, and, you, and it's probably... I'd rather him not state, have the statement because, you know, you yeah. could have... You know, usually when Tottenham get a goal, they want to get more. And, you mm. know, if, 
And I know it was different with the Villa game because he could Bruno could have broke his ankle. Yeah. Because he stamped on it, but it does get frustrating. VAR, yeah. It's good when it goes with you, not against mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You're always happy when it goes uh, like in your favour. But I think even Man United fans will admit last night that that wasn't a penalty. Yeah. Like, I don't... Uh, it's beyond me how they've given that. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. Were, were we going to win in the first place? Probably not. But it's just frustrating that, you know, that first goal came from that, which proceed, and then they proceeded to get two more, which is the frustrating part, so... Yeah. Um. Yeah, do you want to do the Champions League draw? Yeah, let's have a look at the Champions League draw then. So, um, I'll just go from my knowledge. Um, yeah. Atlanta v PSG. Uh, first leg is at uh, Atalanta Stadium. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Leipzig versus Atletico Madrid. And yes. The Red Bull Arena uh, for Leipzig in the first leg. And then you have um, the winner of Real Madrid or Man City versus uh, Juventus and Lyon. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, Bayern Munich, Chelsea winners versus Barcelona, Napoli winners. Yeah. I think for, you know, some of the games that it's already sorted, you know, like, I think Leipzig, Atletico Madrid, that's going to be a really close game. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Both teams have been all right. Well, Leipzig have been really good this season. You know, Atletico, they've still competed for the the Liga title, but they still haven't, you know, achieved the heights of Real Madrid. Mm. Yeah. um... Oh? Um, oh yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, and then the yeah Leipzig. Let's go close game. Real Madrid, Manchester City versus Leon and Juventus. What do you think of that? Could be a reunion for Ronaldo against um, Real Madrid. Yeah, Real Madrid win. I can see Man City getting through though. Um, yeah. After we discuss the draws and everything we're yeah. saying everything but um yeah I can see Man City. Yeah. After they had the two one lead at the Bernabeu. Yeah. Uh, the break and it's a month away I think. Mm. Yeah. Um and then um, what is it? Juventus Leon I can see Juventus getting through. Yeah I Leon are a good side but you know, you probably put your money on Juventus with the team that they've got, so that they'll win. Yeah. And then the the last one is Atlanta PSG, uh, in the. That, no. Isn't it? Oh wait, no. We've also got Barcelona, yeah. Napoli, and then Chelsea versus Bayern. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's it. Yeah. Um. What are your predictions on the round? Of, uh. Well, the quarter-final draw. And, um, I think Barca will probably go through. To the semis? Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, Napoli are a good side, but with the team that Barca have got, you know, the over-30s, 
uh, as we've discussed in the past episode. Mm. Um, I th- uh, it'd, be, it'd be difficult to predict that one because both of them have got really, really good sides and both of them are capable of getting into the semis. And then there's also Bayern Munich, Chelsea. Barcelona, but Bayern Munich have already got the lead in that. So it was 3-0, weren't it? Yeah, I can't see Chelsea pulling that one back despite yeah. the same role in the restart. Yeah. And Munich are just, I think, I can see them winning it this year. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think Bayern Munich are capable. I think PSG are also as well. Yeah. We'll see what happens with those games. Uh, and then we'll do like the semi final predictions when the draws ready. But yeah, Atlanta PSG, that would be one semi final. Atletico versus. Um, who is it? Atletico versus. Uh, Leipzig. Atletico versus Leipzig. They've already done the semi final draw. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, like, oh. we'll do it when, you know, all teams are, you know, selected and which teams are going through. Yeah, but that's... Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, the two draws are... There's two that are already decided who's in the semi-final, but... So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's uh-huh. the Champions League semi-final. Yeah. Quarter-final draw. Uh, I, I think I had a tier list, but I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. I had a really, really good one. Oh. But I completely lost it. Oh, that's annoying. Um, um, it might come back to me later, but... but um... Yeah. Transfer. Transfer news. Yeah, we'll do that first. I'll just... Have, I'll keep thinking about what it was. Yeah. There's not a lot to go off. Um, yeah. But um, Barcelona are looking to get Umprincano as well as Real Madrid and Arsenal. But um, yeah. Newcastle and Tottenham are looking to get uh, Ekone, I think it is from. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, um, yeah, there's not a lot recently ever since that Sane. Yeah. Deal. Uh, There's also the Osmina and what's his name? Uh, Gabriel. Yeah, to uh, Napoli with the it's it, both of them will go there because they already play for Lille. Then the fees around how much was it? Hundred million overall, seventy yeah. million. Osmina and thirty for Gabriel. We don't actually know the, but that is our reported price as. Um, yeah. Asking price for Osmina is seventy million, and for Gabriel mm-hmm. it is thirty million. So that's the estimated price. I um, think I think that's a really good signing for Napoli, especially if they've got an aging Mertens, and you know Insigne is pretty old as well now. I know he's only like twenty eight, something like that. And Mon- Monolas, I think. Yeah, Monolas or something. Yeah, uh, it's really good to get two new strikers. I know Gabriel hasn't been as good as Osmina, but, you know, as a pairing, they have played really, really well together. Um, you know, Osmina is going to be a really good goal scorer for them. So, yeah, it's going to be a good deal for um, Napoli. So, yeah. 
Napoli do need that defend defensive youth mm. in there in Gabriel and he he's had an alright season. Yeah. In the back line, Gabriel has so. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we spoke about this in uh, uh, the other one, but about Jude Bellingham going to Borussia Dortmund. Uh, maybe we did. I can't remember. Like a really, really done deal. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's looking like it's going to happen. And Dortmund have swooped, well, if that's the word, a lot of good youngsters. Yeah. Jaden Sancho for nine million, Haaland for twenty, and it's looking like they're gonna get um what's it called? Um Bellingham for about twenty yeah. million. But yeah, Dortmund have smashed it. Yeah. Uh I can't remember the tier list, so we'll we'll just make one up. Okay, and then go to Sunday. Um Okay. Hmm. Make you do. We could do a set like best team in the northwest, London, and down south. Uh. Oh, what was gonna? I. I. I have it sort of in my head about what it was. But yeah, we'll do what you said first, and then if I remember, it, we'll do that after. Okay. So, top. Oh wait! Um, I remember. I remember. I remember. Okay. 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 All Top right. five football derbies in the UK. Oh, okay. So this is like this is for like Scotland as well. Oh yeah. Um what's it called? The old firm's definitely up there. Yeah. Um I think I might have mine sorry sort of sorted already. Yeah. Uh so Nottingham. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, good one. Uh, North London derbies up there. Yeah, I yeah. There's also uh, the Manchester derby. Merseyside. Yeah, Sheffield derby. Yeah, it hasn't been the best in the last few years. The Sheffield, but yeah. Yeah, but you do get a really good atmosphere at th- that game. Sheffield Wednesday versus United. Yeah. Uh, so the Leeds Huddersfield one. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle Sunderland that's definitely yeah that's up there um I think can I start yeah yeah sure go ahead sure yeah I think I've got it number five I'm gonna go with Sheffield United versus Sheffield Wednesday it hasn't been exciting as in as recent times that's why it's fifth um but it's still you know classic English derby so yeah Number four, Newcastle Sunderland. I do think that's a really, really no, no, yeah, Newcastle Sunderland. Yeah, <laughs> um, two two classic red teams, well, two classic um teams in the Premier League, and it, it's really exciting watching that game um when it is on usually. Number three, Celtic versus Rangers. You know, probably the most exciting. It's probably one of the most attention-packed derbies in the UK because there's fights that break out, dodgy tackles, and it's just a really exciting game to watch. Um, so I, I, I do enjoy watching that. It's quite, quite a good game. Two, 
I'm stuck between the blue, blue and Villa, blues and Villa, and um, the Manchester City versus Manchester United. I'm stuck between them two. Liverpool, Man United. I'm gonna put that in my top five. Yeah, that is big derby. Liverpool, United. That's a definitely. Oh, there's a Liverpool Everton derby as well, isn't there? Side, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna chuck out Sheffield. You know, well, no, I'm chucking out the Newcastle Sunderland one actually, and I'll put. Yeah, I'm chucking out them for some reason. Um, you know, I don't know why, but we'll do it that way. And then now the Rangers Celtic fourth and then third Liverpool Everton I don't I, I'm not really sure if you can class the I don't uh, I can't really in my opinion I can't really class Liverpool versus Man United as a derby can't you it's the North West derby they call it yeah but like between local teams yeah Liverpool Everton Blues Both Villa like you could say Man United Arsenal. That's got a lot of history as well from yeah. some Wenger days. But yeah, yeah, that that was a, a really good game back in those days. Yeah. But anyway, second Manchester City versus Manchester United, and then first. This may be a bit hypocritical, uh, but Villa Blues. You know, it. I know it hasn't been exciting as exciting in recent years because they're not. They haven't been in the top tier, but it's still a really, really exciting game. And especially with all the stuff that went on last year. Villa's 14 mm. win at home, Jack Greenish getting punched, um, and then scoring the winner. Yeah, yeah, it's just a really, really good and exciting game to watch, in my opinion. So that's my top five. Okay. Um I'll probably go along something similar to not similar to yours. Yeah. Fifth, I'm going to go... What is it? What, wasn't it Millwall-West Ham? Yeah. But they, no. they haven't played a derby together in years. No, I'm not going to put that there. I'm going to go derby Nottingham Forest in, as my fifth. Yeah. My fourth, Newcastle-Sunderland. Yeah. My first, I'm going to go North London Derby because. Of course, yeah. Um, Second, I'm going to go. Oh, Merseyside. Then first, because of its history, I've got to go Liverpool, Man United. I think I'm going to have to change my top five around again. Rangers Celtic will move up to fifth, and then I'll put. Uh, Arsenal, Tottenham in fourth, and now the Sheffield ones out of the equation. Yeah, speaking of the North London derby. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's coming up this Sunday. I'm scared. Oh, I hate to say it, but I think you'll I'm lose. Scared. Arsenal have been yeah, really thanks. good. Thanks. Yeah. No problem. Thanks, um, speaking straight back. And you get relegated. Thanks, Fred. Means a lot. No. Just kidding. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I think it'd be a surprise result if Tottenham win. But with the squad you have, if Jose gets that balance right in the team, you, you can win. 
Yeah. Um. Because like on, uh, okay. Because one team could have a really bad day and another could have an amazing day, and also, say Arsenal have fifteen shots, they miss all of them, but yet Tottenham get one and score one. Tottenham win. The ball goes in the net. It counts. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh. So. It, it could go either way. It'll be, it's gonna be it's gonna be strange knowing there's no fans in the stadium for yeah. the classic North London derby. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm excited for it and to get yeah. the same. Arsenal fan TV is gonna be a rave, but um, <laughs> that's me done for today. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so I'm I think I'm done as well. But we could do one more tier list. Uh, okay. Let's just do a quick one. Um, yeah. Top. I don't know. Um, top five teams since lockdown. Okay, yeah. That, should we do it in the Premier League and then we can do like a league one next week or something? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, Number one. I think I'd, uh, I think I might have something saved on my phone, which was who's claimed the most points since the Premier League came back. I'll try and find it if you want to start off, Fred. Um, might not be able to find it, but it was like about who's claimed the most points and stuff since you know the Premier League came back. Okay. Yeah. Um, second. Oh, I was going to say Arsenal, but they got off to. The... Yeah, they got off to a dodgy start, but then they did. They are really good at the moment after being Wolves I'll and put stuff. Them in my... <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Wolves. I'm gonna put Wolves third, Arsenal fourth, Chelsea second. Yeah. And then fifth, Brighton. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mine's gonna be similar, but a bit different. First, I'm gonna go with United. Manchester United. Um, you know, I think they've claimed the most points since the league began with 14. Mm. City, I'm going to put second. They've claimed the second amount of points with 13, I think. You know, City, good team. Mm. Third, Liverpool. They've been all right. They haven't been spectacular yet, but they've claimed, they, they have claimed more points, so that's all that matters. Mm. Fourth, I'm going to go Southampton. I think they've just been unbelievable since they lost at Le- since they lost nine 0 to Leicester. They've been they've turned they've completely turned their season around. Mm. So I don't think that'll be a surprise to most people. And then last difficult, Leicester haven't been that good since lockdown be- returned. But I'm going to go with Chelsea. Okay. 
Okay. Chelsea have been one of the best teams. So, yeah. That's, we're done. Yeah, I might actually put Chelsea because yeah. I know I said um, Man City didn't concede. Then I remembered the <laughs> he won Chelsea game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go Chelsea first, then Man City, then of course Wolves, then Arsenal, then yeah, Brighton. Okay. Oh, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. No, thank you. We'll be back on Sunday, hopefully. Yep. Uh, See you later, Fred. Bye. Bye. Bye.